Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy. You have your two favorite Grey's Anatomy fans. I am Kelsey. And I, while being a new Grey's Anatomy fan, am Carmen. And it is a beautiful day to podcast. And Kelsey, I was closing Facebook before we started this, but a meme just came up. An American eats two million pizzas every day. Was <laughs> the meme? It's not. It's not real. That's no. That's what. Just, that's what they think about us. It's, where does a, this come from? A single American eats two million pizzas. <laughs> I, uh, I know, know we have friends listening in other countries, and if you think that's true, it's not. But I wouldn't be mad if it was. I do maybe two pizza. million pizzas lifetime. Maybe. No. Nah, if we're gonna that. get less unreasonable. Yeah. Oh, goodness so, gracious. We do love our pizza, though. Especially and, uh, Chicago deep dish I pizza. I was really hoping you weren't going to do that, but that's fine. Um, okay, so we're going to jump right into it because that's what we do here. We are doing episode 13 of the second season, episode 22 overall. It is called Begin the Begin, which is a song. Carmen. It is a song. And also, before we jump into the song, which I have some stuff pulled up here, uh, if you haven't listened to our mid-season two prediction episode, please listen to that. It's our first time doing it. Leave some feedback. We would love to hear uh, if you love it or hate it or if there are things you want more. Uh, ask questions for our season three mid-season uh, prediction show uh, mm-hmm. at Dude Thoughts Pod on Instagram and Dude Thoughts Not So Sorry Dude <laughs> at- <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Oh my god! I was like, that's it. Yep, that's yep. He's saying are. the right things. Good job, Carmen. Um, it's like- at Gray's Academy Pod <laughs> on Instagram. Gray's Academy Pod at gmail.com. Sorry, this happens more than once uh, on both episodes of the of, of our podcast. Anyways. Um, and also, we'll probably yes. do like full season recaps and predictions in yeah. between the main seasons as well as these mid season ones because yeah. I think it's just a good time. I love it, especially stuff when that... we hit those cliffhangers, man. Well, there were things that we were talking about in the last episode, and I won't say any more about this. It's I forgot how much good stuff happened. Yeah. How much stuff it's actually nice did happen to in revisit these twenty-two? The happy times. <laughs> yes, the the before four. So begin the begin. Uh, it's actually uh, it's by the band REM, which mm-hmm. I've never been a huge fan of. They're okay. Wow. I love REM. Um, what? I love REM. I grew up. It's like one of my dad's favorite bands, so I grew up listening to it. So I know a lot of REM. I've and gotten I was to see super them. Super bummed that I never got to see them live. They broke up before I was really um, of REM concert age, as there are. Uh, there's a lot of weed at those, and so I was oh, never yeah. invited to an REM concert. <laughs> Uh, so fun fact. Uh, so I also I have friends who love REM, and we were at a concert, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm so stoked to so- see REM!" And I went there and I, and I did it, and it was REO Speedwagon. So <laughs> I looked like a fucking noob. Uh, did you really? So, anyways, do that? or was that? You just I just got them mixed up. I, I got them mixed up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you there's a, a goober. What what's Flavor Flav's band? <clears throat> It's uh, not the right person to ask that question. <laughs> Flavor Flav has a band and it's I don't remember what it, there's a story I'll tell on another podcast. I have to remember all the, the facts. But basically, I went to go see a concert thinking it was like this old 80s rock band. And instead, it was Flavor Flav because the names are very similar. I do this a lot, apparently. Public Enemy. Um, yes. Yes. Um, 
there's another band. I'm. I, I, it's another. It's another day. It's another day. Begin the begin is uh, the first song on REM's fourth album, "Life's Rich Pageant." Uh, it was written by Michael Stipe or Stipe if you're in France. Uh, he. This is actually this this quote I'm pulling directly off of is from Wikipedia. Uh, it's actually it's a personal political activism song, which I'm always a fan of. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that while listening to it, but I really did appreciate. Um, there are there were some pretty good lyrics in there. Uh, I think it fits the episode well because there's a lot of uh, New Year, New Me kind of thing, you know, happening mm-hmm. in this episode. And I think that's it. New Year's is a good metaphor for beginning something. Uh, even if you begin the beginning process, which I think is very ironic for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it never charted, but I will have some information about uh, Life's Rich Pageant uh, as an album. Uh, it did actually chart uh, as an album in 1986. It uh, reached 21 on the Billboard 200, uh, and it stayed on the charts for a 32 total weeks. The singles from the album, Fall On Me and Superman, uh, both charted. Fall on Me got to number five on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks and 94 on the Hot 100. And then Superman reached 17 on the uh, Mainstream Rock Tracks as well. So not a bad not a bad song. Uh, didn't really think it was uh, going to be about anyone specifically, but I thought, okay, well, uh, New Year, New Me, perfect, love it, mm-hmm. makes sense. And that's all I got for you. Yeah, perfect. I love it. Um, okay, let me say this episode was written by Kip Coing, who has written an episode before now, uh, and directed by Jessica Yu. It aired January 15th, 2006, still airing on Sundays. Tried to Google it, couldn't find out when they switched to Thursdays. I'm just going to keep checking and I'll tell you whenever it is that I figure it out. I love um, that. It had 18.97 million views. So, um, Hanging out last week was 17 something, right? Yeah, I think we're hanging out in the same general area. This is you know a mid season premiere, so this um picked up after the grandma got run over by a reindeer, which didn't super have any cliffhangers. No, so it's not like anyone was like, Oh, what's gonna happen? The do they make it out from underneath that tree? Yeah, there are for sure mid season cliffhangers throughout this series, pretty common, but there's also a few that just kind of are like, All right, well. Now we're like a break. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So <laughs> this was the first. So, or the second. Um, okay. So the Netflix synopsis is Izzy cannot ignore the chemistry she shares with a patient awaiting a heart transplant. George mm. treats Bex an intersex teenager. Mm. That's it. That's the synopsis. You, should we start doing a thing where I add on to the synopsis once it's done? <laughs> or you just rewrite the synopsis. <laughs> Ooh, that would be job. fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want that, go to Gray's Academy Pod yes. at gmail.com. <laughs> what would it be for this one? Izzy flirts with a patient. George is a good doctor. Derek sucks. <laughs> I think that's Christina it, right? grapples with her shit. Oh, right. Christina. And Bailey is pregnant. And Still. there are rules at the hospital. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's, that's it, right? Perfect. Perfect synopsis. I think I nailed that one. We should Netflix hire me. Okay. Man Eats Book. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I was so excited when I realized that that was a plot in this episode because that's like, 
I just think that's so funny every time that it happens. I think it's also, do you know who his wife is? Do you know who no. that actress is? That no. is Julie from Friends who Ross dates in season two. When he what? comes back from China, that is Julie. What? How did I not know that? Isn't that crazy? Oh like, my god! You don't have friends gosh. on all the time like I do because no, I'm a psychopath. I, I just have it on. I need beat. to go. I need to go rewatch it. So yeah. Friends was ABC or NBC? NBC. Basically, if it's not USA, I couldn't just pinpoint anyone from out of a crowd and say you've been on the show. Um, it's on HBO Max now, so I know. No, I, I know. I, I just then I think it would be on Disney Plus if it was Disney Plus. Um. So also, I found out that Grey's Anatomy is on Disney Plus in a lot of other international countries. So I think yeah, I was reading an article that was like ranking the top streamed movies and shows of 2021 and Grey's um and it was on just on Disney Plus and Grey's Anatomy was on there. Um and they said they're like, "Oh, it's on Netflix in in the states, but a lot of other places it's on Disney Plus." So um so they must have good. a contract that hasn't run out yet. If it's uh, if it's off of Netflix where you live, then hopefully it's on this it's accessible to you on Disney Plus. So uh which is way cheaper than Netflix right now, so that's good. So yeah, so I found that to be interesting. I wanted to mention that. Um okay. So Wait, Let's can I do one thing real quick? Please do. Shout out to our dear friend Ryan because I have been using your Netflix account for this entire podcast. You, sir, are the glue blood that lives in inside of me when I'm taking notes. I think of you and your sweet, sweet man face. Also, while we're doing shout outs, we were going to read the review that we got left. Yeah, do you want to read that? Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I have it pulled up. <clears throat> so this review comes from user gilly six ever so if you leave us a review we will also read it on the podcast and shout you out and also love you and appreciate you forever so uh the topic is it's a great day to rate this podcast which is incredible oh that's so <laughs> clever i love it um kelsey and carmen do an excellent job recapping grays it's very easy when two friends podcast for the listener to feel on the outside however these two really do a great job of bringing the listener in in fact multiple times i feel like i'm in the room with them and part of the conversation i have even found myself commenting out loud multiple times that's what we strive for i do the same thing when i listen to most podcasts um they have great chemistry i've seen the series multiple times and it's so much fun to rewatch through carmen's eyes as a first-time viewer so entertaining so captivating i get a excited for each episode to come out every week so thank you so much um we love it we so appreciate um the ratings that you guys are leaving if you have a moment to write out a review it's super helpful um it just kind of helps on algorithms and other weird tech stuff that kind of just helps people find us easier like when they search us it's going to bump us up a little bit more and we're on discover pages and stuff like that. So when you share on Instagram, that's helpful and on Facebook. And then if you can leave those reviews and ratings, we really, really appreciate it. And it super helps. So thank you so much. Yes. And also that wasn't a fart. If you heard that, it was me <laughs> running out of water in my cup, right? When you finish that sentence, Carmen's trying to hydrate and he's not. Uh, yes. Uh, all right. The recap, uh, mm. I'll start a here. Lot. A lot. Um, yeah. They they talked about a lot, but the first scene was the the Derek and Addison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love hey, Meredith. like I love yeah, like oh boohoo. Fair warning: this is another Derek fuckboy episode. Yep. Derek, you are not my favorite person in the world anymore. Patrick I mean, he's Dempsey, not even you're trying so pretty to cool. hide it. In this no, one. not at all. <laughs> Derek, no, fuck you, dude. Addison, yeah. I'm Team Addison. Yeah, for sure. 
So, okay, yeah, that was the first one. I was like, oh, yeah, he just did that thing. Which, again, I'm, I appreciate that he's finally being honest. I don't love the way it was done. Um, so that was in the recap, which tells us that he's going to be annoying in this episode about Meredith. Yes. Um, and that Addison is probably going to be rightfully upset. Excuse me. You know, the only person who deserves to be honest is George Washington when he's talking about he's working with a third of what his Congress has promised. Mm, I thought you were going to say when he was talking about the cherry tree, which is a made up story that didn't happen. So uh, I think I read in Outlander uh, when I watched that, that it actually happened. You read in the show that you watched. <laughs> yes, I, re- I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. <laughs> oh, Delightful. Man. Okay, so then we uh, recap Ellis, obviously, so we know that Ellis is making a comeback. Um, Obviously, Alex and Izzy and Olivia. Um, There's a dog. Christina got rid of her, did not keep her baby, is with Burke. Bailey has a baby in her tummy. Um, Yeah, that was it, right? That was everything in the recap. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was a good recap. Thanks. So um, upon that recap, what did you feel was going to occur in this episode? I I, I immediately, like you said, I was braced for not liking Derek in this episode mm-hmm. uh, because they put it at the beginning so that they would think you'd forget <laughs> that he's going to be a douchebag about Addison. Uh, but then they immediately cut to Izzy looking hot with a great hair day. And I'm like, I don't even remember what happened in the recap anymore. <laughs> it, it was very, it was like, it was sandwiched. Anything that happened between Derek being stupid and Izzy being hot, I was like, well, it doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, so we start with Izzy in the bathroom drinking her coffee and lots of yelling and the dog barking. And then George comes in, the dog's still barking. Izzy's like, I'm going to dye my hair. And George is like, I'm going to cut my hair. So they're having some kind of identity crises. <laughs> because of the dog. I don't I mean, Izzy's, I think, might be more relationship motivated. Oh, and that makes more sense. George might have just looked in a mirror and said, my hair is too long. So, um, And then they like hear the dog being nice to Meredith. And they're annoyed because they think that the dog is a demon. And just Meredith train like, the dog. Yeah, it's hard. Excuse me. It's hard because they clearly work a lot of times. If they're being capped at 80 hours, that means they're spending more than 80 hours up to this point. In which case, I would just say you shouldn't have gotten a dog. Yeah. Would be the responsible thing to do. Um, But that's done. And yes, I also am on Meredith's side because it doesn't matter if a dog is poorly trained. You love it because it's a dog and dogs are better than people. And that's just how I feel. If you want to be mad at the owners for not training the dog, that's fine. Don't, oh, don't yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at all the owners for not training that dog. That dog could be a good boy, and they're letting that dog all be a shit boy. All dogs are great boys on the inside. They just don't always know how to um, channel their emotions. That's and fair. I very much believe that just dogs are gifts to humanity that we don't deserve. And a dog could maul me in the face, and I would be like, it's fine, I deserved it that's I, where you and i that's the only thing that you and i, I have differing opinions on in the entire world love all the dogs every dog can do whatever it wants you shit on the floor fine i mean it's not fine but i still like love the dog <laughs> um anyways my hands are in my shirt because i'm so cold <laughs> do you not have a blanket it's over there there are trillions of blankets all over your house <laughs> they're all upstairs anyways okay um, uh, okay yeah 
yeah. Uh, Derek is like, look, I brought us a fish to eat for breakfast. And Addison's like, just so you know, I hate this stupid fucking trailer that you make me live in while you love someone else. And I think that's fine. It's valid. Even if he didn't love anyone else, it would probably be annoying to live in that stupid trailer. And then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. the the scene The scene leading up to him walking with the trout, though, they cut to deer like jumping yeah. across a stream. They made it a point to like, footage. yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> I love I love shows, and I'm just like, oh man, they thought they couldn't think of things to put in, so they put an aerial shot, mm. or they put a a, a time lapse video of. You know, cars driving by. Or like, or in this oh, case, we're in deer. a different city. So look, here's establishing shots of the fact that now we're in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, but it's so, okay. She's lasted way longer in that Airstream than I would have thought. Yeah. Which also sets it up to, I believe they're sleeping in the same bed, like every mm-hmm. night then, right? Yeah. She's, it would appear she's no longer living in a hotel. Um, they share a, a marital bed once again. We know they have had the sexuals at least twice um yes so good for derek for getting someone who's so wildly out of his league because he sucks so much um, if we're going strictly off of looks i think they're both pretty they're pretty well matched if you're line. going off of looks um if you're going off of personality and general existence derek blows um i do like it i do think it's funny when she's like having her screaming times and he just goes so no trout for you then just yeah, I was like, man, I'll take some trout, but he doesn't even cook it because then he cooks the same trout later. Yeah, <sighs> whatever. Just cook the trout. Um, Richard is visiting Ellis and she is thinks it is a long time ago and they are boning up a storm. All the Metaphorically sense. speaking. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in her memories. Yes. Not in this in this true reality of time. It's um, sad. Yeah. Especially where he says something about he some likes, other person's yeah. wedding. Uh, funeral. He's like, oh, I went to his wife's funeral. And she's like, he's not married. You're just tired. Oh, is it the wedding? Funeral. I thought he said wedding. No. Because he says, oh, I saw him at his wife's funeral. Wow. I heard I saw him at his wedding. That's what I thought he said. So I mis- I misheard that. Well, Much she did more say, sad. Well, she said, oh, he's not married. So that's maybe why you were confused. Um. So, yeah, it is. uh, And then she's like, oh, you're just tired because it's really hard, like, what we're doing. And we're just, like, working so much. At this point in the episode, I would have I had no idea what possibly the reason could be that he was there to visit other than he still loves her in some capacity. Yeah. Which I think he does, but not the way that we see later on in the episode. Right. Um, And then uh, we see Christina and Burke. He's asking if she could make a decision so we learned that she has not actually given him an answer about moving in which i did not realize i kind of thought because in the episode where they discuss that um at the end of it you know it cuts to them having having sexy time so it's kind of implied that oh everything's fine they're just going to live together well and then every shot of them afterwards was either him making her food that she didn't want or her coming into the bed while he's reading Right, right, right. It was, yeah. They didn't really allude to the fact that this was still up in the air um, prior to this moment. 
And she's like, I don't have an answer. I'm not like trying to be difficult. I just don't have an answer yet. And then he asks, wait, is this the same scene or am I getting, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? It's the same scene where he's like, so what's up with the baby? Burke was like, what were you going to, what were you planning on doing with the baby? And then he gets called in by the nurses. So like, okay, we're ready for you to come in to. I'm honestly shocked that the baby question hadn't come up sooner. Yeah. It's interesting to me as well. I'm, I want to know like what happened to kind of give him the the courage. I guess maybe that's why he wasn't asking. Is like he didn't want to. He's like trying to tread lightly because like obviously it was a sensitive topic, especially if she had maybe been planning on keeping it. You know, it would be definitely an emotional thing to process a miscarriage that that happened right. in that way, where you also like lost an ovary. So, um, I can I guess maybe that's why he hadn't asked yet, but I, I'm. I would love to to know the backstory on why he was finally like, I'm going to ask now. Yeah. If you're one of the writers and you were in the writer's room with that, what's the backstory? Yeah, let me Come know. on the show. Hit me up. Um, Meredith comes in. She has a sidekick because it's 2006. And that's what we were doing in 2006, having sidekicks. So I was I'd poor. I didn't get that. no sidekick. Yeah, I never had a sidekick. <laughs> but I wanted one because I thought they were neat. They still are cool. It's just they're not as cool as uh, yeah. the iPhones. The iPhones. Um, yes. So then we uh, learn that they are going to be enforcing the rules of no work over 80 hours. So they're going to be keeping track of it better and making sure people leave because they want to cut down on mistakes being made and exhaustion and things like that, which is valid. These are people's lives. Yeah, except then he th- casually throws in that the nurses are going to work more to yeah. compensate. Yeah, I did want to make sure we noted that because I feel like it's important to note. For later episodes. And also in life, nurses are already <laughs> doing a lot. <laughs> and so to just be like, oh, also be nice to the nurses because they're going to be covering your asses. Well, first of all, you should be nice to them regardless because they do a lot. And if there were no nurses, hospitals would not run correctly. Yeah, if you want a masterclass on how to treat nurses, just ask Jessica what I did for the nurses when we delivered Marlo. Masterclass. Jessica also helped with that. No, she was nice to them, but I bought them pizza and donuts and coffee. She made those little baskets. I gave her the money to make those baskets. She has a job. (laughs) Does she? Yes. All right. That's why she goes there all the time and does it. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, uh, also, yes. go ahead. Can you it, the scene? I want to jump ahead to the scene where Bailey's like, "That's stupid." I remember when I was working a hundred, oh, hundred twenty, yeah. hundred fifty hours. Like, there's not even that many hours in a week. What are you doing? I think I think there are that many hours in a week. Um, what? Hold on. Twenty-four times seven. Twenty-five times five is one hundred and twenty-five. It's one hundred sixty-eight. So if she's doing one hundred fifty hours at the hospital. What are you doing? <laughs> How do you Sleep, live? Not leaving the hospital. Like they're just not leaving the hospital for a full week. They're just sleeping. Like at the end of the other episode where she was just asleep on the current gurney. <laughs> Classy. I love her. Yeah, she's a queen. Um, Izzy says that she's going to get over the Alex bullshit. And she apologizes and is kind. And I hope it's genuine because that storyline is annoying. Yeah, me too. I hope it's done. At first, I was like, why even say it if you've gotten over it? And then I was like, you know what? No, you, you took the time. 
You said it, then you apologized. And apologized, yes. Yes. And then you asked, oh, how, how'd your test go? We're rooting I, for you. We all are. And George is like, we are? Which I think is funny. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> are we, though? Um, and then he says he feels good about the test, but he hasn't found out yet. So that's good. Uh, okay, so Christina and Burke are in surgery. The chief comes in and says, hey, we have this heart for Denny Duquette. And he's like, how much time do you have? Do you want to go get it? And he's like, no, I don't. I have to finish this surgery. Send Bailey because she'll be better. And that way I can get updates on the state of it. And then the chief is like, Christina, you've been here too long. Go away. And she goes, okay, I will after the surgery. And he goes, no, you're going to do it right now. And so she Savage. is mad and she leaves. Before we go into this this Denny Duquette entrance. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that the scene where she got over the Alex and her bullshit, Izzy and Alex bullshit, I wrote, I'm officially no longer pulling for them to get together. Okay. Let it be known. Do you want to Regar- revisit your prediction in case anyone didn't listen to the mid-season episode? <laughs> I think if I remember from that, because I, I, I sometimes just speak out of my ass and don't even know what I'm saying. No. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> did I say in the next four episodes? Yes, including this one. Including this one. So, spoiler alert, we're down to three episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I stick to that. But I, it was in this scene officially. Uh, I officially do not want Alex and Izzy together. Yes, for those who missed it, he's predicting that within the next four, including this one, so three after this, Izzy and George will have slept together. So, by the end of episode 17, right? Because this is 13, This 14, is 13, 15. so yeah. At, by the end of 16. So 13, 14, 15, 16. Yes. We have until S2, E16. Yes. So we'll see what uh, happens. Um, so. so then Denny we meet, Duquette. We meet Denny. Uh, give me your impression of Denny. Love him. Do you Great. know this actor? Surely you do, right? He's a pretty famous actor. Uh, he's not. He looks like Javier Bardem. He does. But he's I don't not. know who he is. Um, he. He also looks like Gerard Butler. No, he does not. As a, as a yeah. huge Gerard Butler fan, no. Well, let me just say I get him and Gerard Butler confused all the time. <laughs> you wear glasses, right? No. <laughs> you should. This is this is not that far off from that man. I, it's so blurry, I can't even see it. You need to that just send it to me. Easily confused. Who is that? That's that's Gerard Butler. Okay, See, I can't. can't it's, it's so it no, no. It's so oh, it's I so blurry. I love him so much. I don't even know. It's what he so like. blurry. It's I didn't want to say it was this guy, and then have you be like, "Oh, see, ha I told you." Um, but he he looked like Javier Bardem, and he's not. But I like this guy. What what did he say? Like, hey, you're into me. Like, I'm I'm handsome. I'm handsome, but not too handsome. I'm wealthy, but not too wealthy, or some shit. And he's like putting the moves on. And I'm like, yeah, man. But you're definitely not getting a heart. I could call this a mile away. You're. <laughs> You may not die this episode, but you're not getting a heart, and you and Izzy are not getting together. So this actor's name is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, right? Why are you not on the internet? There we go. Um, And he is a big part in Supernatural, which I know you don't watch because you don't like scary things. And Mm -hmm, also mm -hmm. a huge character in The Walking Dead, which I know you don't watch because you don't like scary things. But he's also... I tried watching it. I didn't like it. Oh, I never watched it. I don't... I don't like zombies aren't scary lines. Ghosts are scary. See, zombies are scary to me because I feel like it's more of a possibility than like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. 
zombies don't have the established brain capacity to sneak up on you in your own house through the walls. But even if a ghost did that, then what is it going to do? Kill me. When Destroy has that me. Ever happened? Uh, no, one not time, that I know of. One time it happened. Never again. It's on record. <laughs> um, he was also in... Uh, I want to say he was in P.S. I Love You. I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. No, I'm... Yeah, he was in P.S. I Love with, You. Is it the movie with Topher Grace? No. You're thinking of... Um, oh, my God. Wimbledon. Oh. Right? Where he dates a no, tennis win girl. No, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> it's the only movie win I could tell you that Topher Grace has ever been in. Really? Yep. <laughs> and oh, that's, that's funny. Show. That's it. That's the end of his career. Oh, gosh. He um, was in Spider-Man 3? It's possible that I get Gerard Butler and Jeffrey Dean Morgan confused because they were both in this film. P.S. I love you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but also in this film, Jeffrey Dean Morgan sings and plays the guitar and has an accent, and it is a very good time. So, uh, anyways, P.S. I love you. It's it's fine. It's a rom com, but uh, yes. it's not just a Beatles song. Yeah, correct. It's not. Um, anyways, so yeah, Denny is immediately very flirty, and it's uh, and Izzy is not mad about it. You know, he's he's cute. I'm not going to say he's not cute. Um, he needs a new heart because his does not work right, as does most people who need new hearts because theirs doesn't work right. So, yeah. Um, obviously, Izzy gets assigned to the case. Obviously, she's going to get too invested, as per always. So, we've got... Not even a spoiler times. anymore. Just assume yeah. she's going to get too involved. <laughs> it's a spoiler if I say, and Izzy is professional and doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what um so then we see uh george talking to bailey and doing that thing where he doesn't know how to speak to humans again he's doing a really bad job oh you look you look fresh you look spry you look you're glowing i gotta go <laughs> yeah um i do love it when christina says you do glow and alex says like the moon <laughs> so funny um so yeah so she sends george to go work with addison addison's patient is there for a biopsy they're not sure what they're biopsying um so they're doing an ultrasound to look at it and then they're going to do the biopsy later um give me your impressions of this family situation when you first met them right off the bat uh I hate the mom because she's like, she's too young for cancer, right? I wish that well, were true. Well, she's concerned. Right. I get that. But, like, don't be so dumb. Um, she's definitely very, not the worst parents we've seen on this show. No. You could tell that it's it's sheltered. It's sheltering. Yeah. Too well, much it's sheltered. Sheltering. It's like they're, I just would say they're very, like, maybe traditional and um, more, like, you know, she's clearly an only child and they're kind of on the, like, we don't really know how to like connect with her. She clearly has interests that are different from theirs and from other kids her age. So we like, don't know really how to like help her fit in or what to do for her and all this stuff. So like, they're clearly, you know, it's not like that lady who was the demon who was like, everything is your fault and nothing you do is good enough. And you're fat. Their concerns come from like a, a place of good, you know, 
And, you know, it yeah. doesn't seem like they're the reason that she's very unhappy. I didn't see the plot twist with her having an ovary and testes inside mm-hmm. her body mm-hmm. until they said, oh, that's not an ovary. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she has balls inside of her. Mm-hmm. Um that was my thought. Obviously, I'm professional. I'm a doctor. I know that's right. testes. It's not actually a ball sack floating around. Um, but it, it, I also made a note later on. They, I don't know if they were going for trying to make this girl look homely, but like, I, I hope that Marlo grows up and and into a a, a beautiful young woman like that. She's a beautiful girl, and she's she's yeah. got. I, I, it's hard to think. Also, what society does to to w- girls at that age because yeah. she wants to have boobs. Yeah, and she wants to, like, like boys the way everyone else likes boys. And she wants to just feel more like she belongs. And um, I don't know necessarily that they were saying, like, oh, she's unattractive so much as, like, she's just, like, uncomfortable in her own skin. And she doesn't know how to be who she is. Yeah. Um, Also, I looked up that actress, and she's done, like, one other thing since Grey's Anatomy and nothing else. So I don't know what she's doing now. I think she maybe decided she didn't want to be an actress. And that's fine. There are lots of things in the world to be. Um, So also we get, like, a a small shot of her wrists where she's clearly, like, struggled through depression and self-harm, which uh, is just uh, discussed later on. But it's important to note, obviously, for her character. Yes, it's also worth noting now if if you're someone who has experienced this or know someone who has, please please encourage that person uh gently and empathetically to to seek help. Mm-hmm. Uh I know people who have, you know, done self-harm and it it, it can turn very scary very quickly and you don't want to lose someone to to something like that. So There's also little, like little if plug. you don't know how to approach that conversation, you can even call like um, suicide hotlines and ask them for their advice because they're trained in many, many, and they even have like text hotlines now, if you're not like a big phone person, cause a lot of us right. aren't. So, um, we are lucky to have many, many resources to help, um, ourselves and our loved ones with that. Um, and then, okay. So then we meet Alex's patient, the author who has a foreign mass blocking his bowel he will not admit what he ate he just says he ate a steaming pile of garbage and julie is over in the corner knitting a scarf and <laughs> For Ross. she thinks it's hilarious basically which it is and i just think their dynamic is very very funny and um he basically is like i i wrote this book and it was bad so i ate it so that i could put it behind me <laughs> which is the way he looks directly deadpan in the camera garbage <laughs> absolute garbage i had to watch that like five times because i was actually crying was he's so hilarious um also this is like the latest it's ever taken us to get an intro it was almost 11 minutes before we got to the intro and it was the Crazy. full intro again it wasn't just the little um title card so that was fun uh okay so the hormone screening for bex's blood test come back and they're super weird. Um, they basically say, oh, it looks like she's taking birth control, but it wasn't in the charts. But her parents were there, so maybe she's, like, keeping it from them. So George goes to talk to her to um, confront her. In between that, real quick, we get Richard pulling Derek aside and being like, hey, I need a favor. But then George goes to talk to her, and she's like, he's like, hey, are you on birth control? 
um, your hormones are crazy. And she's really concerned that he's going to tell her parents. He goes, no, we just need to know like what's going on. And, and she says she just took them because she wanted to get boobs. Um, which again, you know, societal standards and when everyone else around you looks a certain way and is like having boys interested in them. It's definitely like being a teenager isn't fun. It's just not, even if you're like really good at it, it's just not the greatest time. Yeah. And then she says she's taking five pills a day. Yeah. Which, oh my gosh. It's, I've never taken birth control. It's crazy though, right? Yeah. I've been on like a billion different ones because I have a lot of like hormone stuff that has to be dealt with. So I was never able to just do like uh, an IUD or like the thing in the arm where you don't have to worry about it. I had to like be on the pill because of like for hormone control stuff. And it's crazy. Like every time you switch to a new one, your body is just like, what is happening? It takes, it's just wild. It's just, it's unpleasant. Also, there's also no guarantee that birth control will make your boobs get bigger. It does for some girls and for some girls, it just doesn't. So don't take five birth control pills a day. I'm not a doctor, but please don't do that. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, don't take five times recommended dose of anything. Yeah. Always just follow what your doctor told you to do on prescription medication. It's a good, good rule to follow. Um, Okay. And then our favorite thing I wrote in all caps. Oh, look, Derek and Meredith in the elevator again. What a good time for all of us. I this is my least favorite scene in the whole episode. And then I wrote, "Damn it, Derek, fuck off," because he is so annoying. He is so blatantly, like, aggressively flirting, and he's like, "I'm not over you," blah blah blah. I'm gonna stand right on top of you and breathe all up in your face, and like, wish that we were making out, even though I'm married because I picked my wife, even though I could have picked you, but I just chose to stay with my wife and then continue to be a big, huge turd to everybody. Yeah, I first off, this where he where she walks in, I was like, okay, so this is going to go one of two ways, but I already know that Addison's going to show up. Uh and it went the worst way. It mm-hmm. went Derek being a piece of garbage and saying that he's still not over her and getting really close and being uncomfortable and then he's and like looking like, her up and down. And he's like, "Oh, I love dogs." Yeah, like, bro, you're looking her up and down like you're about to take her clothes off on this elevator right now. You're married. You're a fucking stupid. You know what, Derek? We're no longer friends. Honestly, I wouldn't be friends with him either. And then Addison just walks in and is hilarious and steals the scene. Ugh, yeah, she's the best. I do think that line is funny where he's like, there is a land called Passive Aggressiva and you are their queen. And I'm like... You deserve anything she does to you that's bad. 100%. 100%. And also a thousand times worse than anything she does to you. You deserve to be stabbed in your kneecaps and then kicked in your wiener. With a trout bone. (laughs) A trout bone. Um, So, yeah, it's just not not a good look. And she's like, I'm just mad because I hate the trailer. Which she should. She is a queen. She deserves a palace. Or at least an actual building. She can stay with Jessica Marlowe and I. Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, so then we go back to Alex's patient. He's going into surgery to remove the book. Um, Christina is trying to sneak on to Bailey's case because she doesn't want to not be doing work because she's Christina, which I find this to be interesting because she's such a type A personality and she's very by the rules. So it's interesting that she's like, this is the line. She's like, well, I'll break the rules if it means I get to learn more. Because she's just such a nerd, and I love that about her. It is it is interesting where her internal line is at and where yeah. she's justifying that. Yeah. Because she's not uh, getting paid. 
Right, right. And, you know, you know, she's spending time on a plane, which I'm not positive how hospitals work, but I don't feel like they have private planes laying around for people to just fly to Idaho and get a heart. But well, they probably had to rent that because the heart transplant's going to give a million dollars worth of money to the hospital. I don't know if that's how things work, but um, if you do and you're listening, email us and tell us because we don't know anything because we're not doctors. Or insurance agents. <laughs> um. So then Addison and George do the biopsy and then uh, Addison leaves and George talks to Bex about the scars on her arm. And also, um, I truly don't know the most appropriate way to refer to Bex because, you know, for most of this episode, we are meant to believe that she is a girl and she identifies as a girl, but she's just unhappy. Um, I, I do think maybe this would be a they situation if I'm doing pronouns in the current time, I feel like, um, this character would be a they, them. So I'm going to try and refer moving forward to this character as a they, them. I might slip up and say her again, because just throughout the time, I think if this episode, I think they still handled the storyline really well, but I think if it was a storyline that was occurring now, I think it would have just been more it would still be a difficult, obviously, conversation f- to tell the child and also the parents. But I think it would have just been like maybe this character would have already had feelings about like not necessarily um, identifying as a female or even a male. So I don't really know if that's the right thing to do. I just feel like it's very much like a like obviously by the end of the episode, we're meant to believe that this character clearly does not identify fully as being female. So I wish they would have tried to take some, excuse me, some time away from the, the paperback writer and uh, get some more time because I would have loved to have seen a conversation with Bex in a psych consult, like an actually dig into that. Yeah. Um, Again, I think because, you know, you think back 2006, it, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it, it is a crazy long time ago. And um, I think it's bold to do storylines like this and handle them so well. But just recognizing, like, had this storyline been in more current times, it would have been handled even more differently and hopefully more, like, accepted. So, uh, yeah. So George talks to Bex about the scars from the self-harm and is like, I just don't understand why someone who's so talented um, is doing this. And he just connects really well. And is like, I had this experience in high school. Not everyone has just perfect high school. You know, you're not the only one who has like terrible high school experiences. I promise it gets better. Like, look at me. I'm a doctor. You know, here's all the things that I was awkward and weird about. And it is what it is, but you can get through high school and it's worth it to get through high school. So it was a nice, it was a nice moment for George. I think he did a good job connecting with her and a good job generally doc- doctoring. Yeah, there's one line where he says, uh, high school is not for anyone who's the least bit different. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like, wow, George, laying the truth bombs. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, high school can be a great experience for some people and be a terrible experience for others. And your experience or both at the same experience. time. Yeah. So just be kind to people. There's no need to be dicks. Um, okay. Izzy goes to check on Denny and he is immediately flirting again. 
he straight up is like, are you dating Alex? Because I don't want to have to fight him for you. Well, uh, before that, they have a conversation where he's like, hey, can I ask you an inappropriate question? And then he said, if you don't let me, I'm going to hold my breath and you're going to get charged with homicide because yeah. I'll die. And I, that was a fun dynamic between yeah. the two of them. They I want to call gr- that I mean, out. they have a good back and forth. They've got good chemistry. Um, this is where she says she's with Hildy, right? Yeah. She's like, I can, <clears throat> I can take Hildy. And then he's like, oh, it's not fair for you to bring up girl on girl. Now I can't think so. Whatever, whatever. Anyways. So they're just really flirting back and forth. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, Meredith is at home. She's doing lots of laundry. Um, then we're back at the hospital. Bex's biopsies. Bex come back. And that's, or that's when we find out it is not an ovary. It is a testy. And George is like, I don't understand what this means. So that's fun. Uh, Bailey and, and Christina. that only happened sorry, because, sorry, that only, that only happened because Addison was like, hey, did you biopsy both? He's like, no, just one. And she's like, go biopsy both, you idiot. Yeah. And then it comes back and they're like, oh, wow, we're all idiots. <laughs> yes. This is uh, a surprise. So Bailey and Christina are on the plane and she is just leering at Bailey's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> leering is the perfect word. She's like afraid, but also intrigued. And Bailey's just like, stop staring at my stomach. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Addison, George and the guy from the psych ward who we have met before. Um, talking to Bex's parents. They are understandably confused because i obviously like no one would expect that uh news right um they again this is something you know this many years ago not super common people definitely wouldn't understand and like again they're already in a difficult place because they see that their child is struggling to fit in and is like not really aware of their identity and so it just kind of adds another layer on the whole situation and they're unsure what to do. Um, so they're, they're just in panic mode. Addison is like, you should go to therapy. And they're like, Bex is already in therapy. (laughs) And she's like, no, 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 you should all go together because this affects everybody. This is not just about your kid anymore. This is a family situation. Um, they're just not receptive. I think they're just kind of overwhelmed and shutting down. And it's, again, it's just surprising. They went in thinking, like, worst case scenario, it could be a cancer. So this is clearly just not something that would have been on anybody's radar. Yeah. And I want to kind of tie this scene and the next scene together because the parents are like, hey, just while you're there, (laughs) when you're in the neighborhood, go and just take that testy out, right? (laughs) Um, And I really... My my knee jerk reaction was, yo, you guys are fucking stupid, mm-hmm. right? But can can you blame them? Can, I feel I, like, like you're making that choice for your kid. If you think what I fault them for is saying they don't even want Bex to be told about the situation, that is right. the obvious wrongdoing. Obviously, if they aren't medical professionals, if they truly think that removing this this um testy will help regulate the hormones and help alleviate some of the like distress and issues that their their child is going through i kind of could understand the thought process that they're going through on that however 
they're not medical professionals. And Addison even says, this is not a solution and it could even potentially make it worse. Also, I'm not going to perform any surgery on a patient without them knowing that I'm doing it. And, and is, no one would. Yeah. Which is an appropriate stance to take. I also appreciate that Addison is firm, but very professional still. Um, Unlike George. Yeah, which honestly, though, I'm still kind of on his side. Like, he's not wrong especially because he has already established this connection with bex it kind of makes sense he's he's almost pulling an izzy where he's just i like was gonna say invested. i ha- i made that exact same yeah. note um he's very invested but like it's not so much for him like i don't know with izzy it just seems selfish like george it really seems like it's more like he's like no this is just wrong like what you're doing is just wrong well yeah when when he in that scene he's like hey like what do you want me to just lie to her Mm-hmm. Like no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And there's, I think if I if I was a doctor, there'd be a line in the sand of where the Hippocratic oath is not just physical but mental, mm-hmm. right, and right. you're doing harm to that person's mental state long term. Oh, for sure. Um, uh, yeah. In between those two scenes, we get a quick scene of Alex, pac- Alex's patient, who is basically just babbling incoherently. And um, Burke going to see Denny and kind of establishing, oh, like, he's here a lot because he has heart problems. And then we get the scene with the parents, like, asking whatever. And George is mad. And he should be, honestly. Uh, Derek is visiting Ellis. And Meredith is surprised. And then is like, hey, don't do that. And he's like, no, there's this clinical trial. I think she'd be a great candidate. And she's like, no, seriously, go away. And well, there was a so, cut in between. They had a commercial yeah, break yeah, in between did. the two. I was like, "What, Derek? What? Go home!" Yeah. yeah. Were you surprised that that was the favor that Richard had asked them to do, and he was there when when she was like, "Oh, visitors make her happy." Did you think it was just going to be Richard again? Yes, I and just then thought Derek that walks was that. around the corner, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, good misdirect, Shonda and team. <laughs> Honestly, um, so Bert calls Bailey for an update. Christina's like, "Don't tell him that I'm here." Um, Burke is not super pleased with the state of the heart that they're supposed to be getting. It's like on a bunch of medication and he wants it, uh, weaned off a lot of medication before he does the transplant. Um, so yeah, that's doctor stuff. Uh, then George is asking Meredith like, Hey, when would have been the best time to find out that your boyfriend had a wife? And she goes, are you mad at me? Or <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, I just have this patient, and it's just kind of, like, difficult news, and I don't know, like, how to deliver it. That so. raised my question. When yeah. is the right time to really give bad news like that? There's never always I a mean, good time. I mean, if you're in a hospital, listen, because of the way my brain works, if I go into a hospital, I'm assuming I'm coming out with bad news. And if I don't, right. I'm pleasantly surprised. So my thing is, I'm like, just the whole time, anytime a doctor walks in, I'm like, okay, cool. So you're going to tell me that you have to, like, chop off my thumb. I don't know. Whatever thumb interesting i'd like to dig into that in therapy (laughs) you'd have to go to to do that i'm healed okay um uh, weber and alex are doing the surgery and alex is like hey i want to keep an eye on this guy because he was kind of like having a moment before surgery and i'm a little bit concerned i just want to make sure we don't miss anything and burke i mean sorry weber says well listen we're we're really short-staffed so no um so then George is with Bex and basically is like, why is everyone acting weird? Like, what's wrong? Why won't anyone tell me? Um, and then just straight up asks George, like, you're going to take a tumor off my ovary, right? And they all just stare at him and he goes, 
okay, so am I just supposed to lie or <laughs> right? <laughs> Well, it's also, so, also, backtracking, that novel they took out of that guy looked like a fucking meatball. Yeah. So disgusting. It's gross. What the human body does to stuff once it goes into your mouth is just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, yeah, the thing I don't like about the scene after that is the mom's like, you engineered that conversation. Like, how? How could he be playing yeah. chess with this young child with an underdeveloped brain? They don't know. He doesn't yeah. know. And you weren't there in any of the room where, uh, conversations where they had that connection. Yeah. He can't predict the future. He couldn't just know, like, oh, for sure my patient will ask me this exact question so that I can react in a way that I want to react. So, again, it's just a knee-jerk reaction to the parents, like, not knowing what the hell is happening and wanting someone to blame. Um. And so, yeah, they're mad. Addison is like, not honestly, not that mad. Cause I think she super agrees with George and she's like, maybe, you know, disagrees with the way it went down, but she's like fucking good. <laughs> um, Glad I'm not getting thrown off the case. Um, so what's interesting is when they do tell Bex what the results were, uh, she's not terribly distraught. Like surprised, um, but very open to the idea of being like, it's just kind of, it seemed like there was maybe a moment of clarity of like, this is maybe why I feel the way that I feel. And I'm sure if you're struggling with things like that, it would be nice to be able to pinpoint why, at least like have a reason. It doesn't change the fact that you feel that way, but it would be nice to be like, oh, now there's at least a There's source. justification. Yeah. 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 So, yes. And I even wrote, I'm on Team George. I am too, which never happens, except for that one time he saved someone in an elevator. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, So then Alex checks in the patient, speaking, I mean, just gibberish, absolutely nonsensical, concerned. So he's concerned, as he should be. Derek tells Richard that Ellis would be a good candidate for the trial, but basically says, if I, if it comes from me, Meredith isn't going to listen and need, you need to explain to her that you asked me to do this and that like, it's a good choice because there's no baggage. It's just a friend helping a friend. And Richard's like, right. Yeah. Friends. We're just friends. <laughs> naked friends. See <laughs> naked, erect, moist friends. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, then Alex tells Weber that he thinks his patient has mercury poisoning. Uh, Bailey tells Christina she has to call Burke with an update, and Christina's like, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got me. I'm caught. Um, so she calls, and she's like, uh, it's me. And he goes, I can't talk to you. I'm waiting for Bailey. And she goes, I'm with Bailey. <laughs> You're in Idaho. <laughs> um, and she goes, You're breaking the rules. And she goes, Yes. <laughs> Sue me. Correct. Um, So they give the update. Basically, it doesn't. There's damage in the heart. It's not looking great. Um, Then Weber tells uh, Meredith that it was him to ask that asked Derek. Um, And then Alex tells his patient. Oh, they have a nice moment, right? So he treats him for the mercury poisoning. So he's not a babbling lunatic anymore. And the guy's like, I need plan B. And Alex is like, there's no plan B. Like, this is just what we are. Sometimes we're not good at it. If I make a mistake, someone dies. If you make a mistake, like no one reads your book. It's not a big deal. Like there's not a plan B. Just keep going. 
which it's a nice moment and it's a nice Alex moment that I, I really appreciate. Yeah. And also I made a note here because this guy is asking the questions that you and I would be asking because yeah. he's like, yeah, All you know, you make time? a mistake all the time. And he's like, am I hallucinating? And I'm like, man, if this was Kelsey or myself, we, that's what we'd be asking. If a doctor yeah. said, oh, yeah, if you'll make mistakes and die all the time. Perfect. All Glad time? I fucking brought my money here. And my life. Yeah. Yeah. More importantly. Right. Totally. Priorities. Um, so Christina and Bailey are back on the plane. Christina's staring again. Bailey's annoyed. But then they have a very nice conversation, very honest conversation that I really appreciated. Um, where Bailey is like. I considered not keeping this baby because we tried for a really long time. And then, you know, right when my career takes off is when it happened. And I just didn't know how I could do work, my work, the way that we do our work and still, you know, parent this child. And then one day I just knew I could do both. I don't know how, but I just knew I could do both. So I just thought it was a nice moment. Yeah. With any, with any time, I think even I think back to Jessica and I when we 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 had been trying to have Marlo and it wasn't like a super long time that we were trying and and failing it was what I think three months or something like that but even when you first get that test and it's positive it's like oh my gosh wait like hold on are we ready for this like should we be doing this so I'm really glad that Bailey broke down that wall because that's not something that I think would be easy to talk about especially back in 2006 yeah for sure um and so Izzy and Denny are back to flirting and he's like, I'm not getting the heart. And she's like, no, you're not getting the heart. It's, it's sad, but they're still flirting. <laughs> well, she can't let him down too hard. Yeah. Um, so let's take a break for everyone's favorite segment, living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. Um, we have uh, John Prosky, who is Bex's father was in four episodes of Scandal and one episode oh. of Private Practice. Um, Shannon Cochran, who was Bex's mother, was in three episodes of Scandal. Not the same as what the other guy was in, just so you know. Um, and then Joyce Guy, who was like an administrative person at some point. I forget who it was. Sorry. But she was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. And that was it. Wonderful. So, Eloquent. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks. And now five I get star to performance. Inventing Anna to my Shondaland list. So hopefully we'll, yes. to, we'll see people down the road that are in that. I'm excited. Always you excited also, to have another Shonda show. Just just be careful though, because I think you need to start with uh, spoiler alert. Don't listen to this, and then you need to say it's it's with inventing Anna because you don't want to spoil it if it's you know someone they bring back or if it's their first time in that show. And then there's only know. nine episodes in that show though. But that's and a newer also, show. It's based on a true story. Also, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I don't care. Yes. I'm not spoiling. It's been number one on Netflix for like two weeks. <laughs> um, it's a good show. If you're a Shonda fan, you've probably already watched it. I also really need to watch Bridgerton, but I just haven't yet. Maybe one day I will do that. Overrated. Dumb. Ryan likes to yell Stupid. at me about not watching it, so he's probably going to yell at you about all the things you just said. So Jessica loves it. It's just not my thing. That's fine, but it does that doesn't mean you need to say it's stupid. Okay, you know what? World Kelsey was correct. I retract my statement. Strike that from the record, it your is record, fine your to honor. say that you don't enjoy things. It is not okay. fine to make other people feel dumb for enjoying them. <laughs> At least for TV shows. 
There are other things that we yes. can definitely say than that. <laughs> yeah. Like meth or whatever. Um, um, okay. So uh, George goes back to see Bex and make sure that they're okay and like understand and, and see if there's any questions. Cause you, you know, it's again, something you probably wouldn't expect to, to hear. Um, they basically thank George for making sure that they were told the truth and had all the information. Just like, I really appreciate like you telling me the truth and treating me like an equal and making me feel better about it. And then ask George to bring in scissors. Um, then it cuts to Meredith leaving the hospital and asking Derek for more information about the clinical trial for Ellis. Which um, is very big of her. Mm-hmm. And promising for Ellis. Cause you know, important to put your emotions aside if it's your mother's lifelong health is at stake um and then we see denny leaving the hospital and we have a nice moment between izzy and alex where he's like oh he didn't get the heart that sucks because he's a good guy and she's like yeah he's a good guy and then he looks back longingly and she's just like and then they eyeball sex each other through the doors (laughs) Yeah, and at that part, at that part of the show, I was like, okay, you know what? This has to be Javier Bardem. And I was like, wow, no country for old men and Catherine Heigl, totally. And it's yeah. not Javier Bardem. It's, it's, it's not him. It's definitely not Javier Bardem. Um, and then uh, it cuts back. George is cutting Bex's hair like short because that is what they want to do. And this is a small moment, but it's a nice way to show that the parents are kind of coming around and accepting. And um, the mom comes in, takes the scissors and then starts cutting the hair, which is, I think it's like just a nice way to be like, I support you. We'll get through this together. Whatever it is, it's not like just going to be done with today. We're going to continue to to take this journey together. I had no idea that that scene was going to go that direction. Yeah. The, honestly, the way they set it up, like it was a nice way to wrap up positively with what those parents were uh, experiencing. Cause they, it definitely would have been super easy to write them off as just be like shitty parents and be like, well, we want you to like, give her breast implants or something dumb. Um, and then I wrote, I love Addison as you should, uh, because I think that's when they go to the trailer and she's like, I'm being passive aggressive. What am I supposed to do? Just sit around and wait for you to get over Meredith? And Derek goes, yeah, that'd be good. Bitch. I, I want to talk about that scene for a second because that, like, okay, 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 okay. Let me, Derek, sucks. I get it. Derek sucks. I get it. Derek, I'm talking to you right now. Totally. You should be given the time to get over someone that you loved. I'm having a hard time at this point thinking that you're trying to get over anybody. Yes. And it's, it's not even trying to get over Meredith. It's actively trying to get back into a groove with Addison. If he was actively like Addison, I want you let's do this. But then it's like you cut to a scene of him like the, 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 the sex scene where he's like, oh, man, that was she said that was great. Uh, and he's like, oh, and he's yeah. like uh, longing look into the distance. Yeah, I wish it was Meredith. Yeah. Okay, fine. I could at least see that you're trying. You're satisfying your wife's itch, which is the whole reason that she cheated on you in the first place. <laughs> right. Okay. But don't be a dickhead just f- and don't do shit like in the elevator where you get close close to Meredith and you're like, no. Nope. 
I'm still into you. Let's do. And then if also there was... at the um, nursing home when she's like, "I bet your wife doesn't know," and he just laughs and is like, "Yeah, she doesn't know." But are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, and that's mm. something that's so, totally Fury. innocent. You could have you could have earned so much trust with yeah. Addison in that moment and said, just "Hey, like, hey, Richard asked me to do this favor." And I just want you to know that like Meredith is involved, but it's not with her. Like, but it is related. Like, right. you're right. That would have been like such a good way to be like building the trust back up, bridging the gap, bringing. Ugh, I can't. So Addison, I'm telling you right now, you deserve better, and I can't give you a brownstone in the middle of New York, but I can give yet. you yet. <laughs> but I can give you this brown wood coffee table from Ashley <laughs> Furniture. Come be with me. And Jessica and Marlo. That seems like a good compromise. Um, okay. I won't cook trout in the house <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> or ever. Um, okay, so Christina tells Burke that she wasn't going to keep the baby and then basically like is a ready to launch into an explanation. He's like, I don't need you to tell me why. I just wanted to know. that He's like, I just want to know things. And I think it's nice because she kind of realizes that there is a middle ground between like, demanding to know absolutely everything about someone and their every thought and just like wanting to just genuinely be part of someone's life and like understand who they are as a person or having some insight at all yeah it's just a nice moment for her to be like okay i can be vulnerable but not to the point that i'm like so afraid of because she clearly is like fears vulnerability you know she's very like doesn't want to be seen as weak or anything other than like a very successful strong surgeon so it's nice that he's just like, Hey, you don't need to defend it. I understand your choice. I really just wanted to know what, where your head was at. And I, I just, which is fine. He's entitled to that, especially because he was the dad. Yeah. Um, okay. And so I thought that was a good moment for both of them to be, can I I also clarify? He's entitled to know what her thoughts were. Yes. Her body, her choice, just to be clear. Good, good, good clarification. Uh, Yeah. He just, he just says, I want to know things, which I like. I just wrote that. Um, and then, uh, everyone, including Meredith is hiding from the dog in the bathroom eating pizza. So not going great with the dog. So, you know how I said my last line or, uh, the first line of the show was the pizza meme of 2 million pizzas per day. Uh, the last line of the note that I wrote for this episode was I want pizza. So Facebook is listening. Everyone. (laughs) It knows. It knows our business. So what an um, episode. Yeah. So that was a big one. Do you have any predictions related to this episode? I would say uh, because I gave my predictions, I think, for the foreseeable future in our prediction episode from last week, which if you haven't listened to that, please do. It was a hoot. And there's a good story in there about Uber. If you don't have Uber in your country, Google it. If you don't have Google, ask Jeeves. Um, It's I think that all my predictions pretty much stay the same. I think that Alex... Uh, Alex and Izzy, they're not happening. I think George and Izzy could have a chance to, even if it's just, you know, casual sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm getting a feeling that even though Burke is showing Christina that he doesn't want to know the why, he just needs to know something about decisions or, or her life in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think Christina is going to be able to give that. And something's going to happen. Maybe there's going to be conflict with another main character or uh, the new character coming on board where there's competition and she feels like she has to be competitive and like closed off. Um, Something's going to happen. And and I don't see them 
sticking out together. Uh, I could be wrong. If you're listening to this for the and you're and you're like Kelsey and you're laughing on the inside, I welcome it. I thrive on it. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, no no real changes. What would you give this episode as a ranking? Um, I would say I would probably give this one a four and a fellow. But I will be honest with you, I think I'm doing that because I know where it's headed. And I know that this is kind of like the beginning of, of a journey that is the rest of season two. And I'm excited for that. Very much tied together. And, Me uh, not knowing. Yes. Oh, sorry. So, go ahead. I cut you off. I think I that's why I would say this is a four because I also think that there's just like good storylines in this episode. It's nice that Alex has that redemption arc after his issues with the last guy that he killed. Um, it's nice that he a caught something that could have been missed and then followed through and um, you know saved this guy and was also had like that nice moment of connection. That's like you know what. You can do you can do it. It doesn't matter that this one didn't work out. You can keep going. Um, love the Beck storyline with George. Thought that was great. Um, Denny was there, and uh, love Burke and Christina. Love Bailey. Didn't get much Meredith, which is fine. Um, <laughs> too much Derek, but whatever. At least I had a healthy dose of Addison. You will, yeah, but you also yeah. got enough of Derek of now where I'm on your side currently. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's what I would give it. What? Where are you? Where are you with your rating? I'm at a three. I'm at a resident, and I was I was actually going to rank it lower, but you 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 brought me up. I was going to give it a um, an intern two point two point nine. An in, intern point nine. Wow. Uh, but I think the Beck storyline is something that I think is really challenging to do in 2006. Uh, brought that yeah. up for me, and also I think it was it was low because I wanted more Bailey. Um, the the Izzy storyline, I just feel bad for her. Right, falling in love with someone who's gonna die is just in general, I think, a sad story. And also, just Derek, fuck you, dude. Just just <laughs> shut up. I'm mad at you. Yeah, but I'm I'm at a three. I'm at a resident. Okay. I think that's that's solid for this one. Um, so, yes, um, check out our mid-season episode that we just did um, for all of Carmen's predictions that will most certainly not all come true, but maybe one of them isn't terribly wrong. Who knows? Maybe, maybe all of maybe them are perfect. Maybe all of them are really wrong. We'll, we'll see. You, you know. If you listen, and you, you probably know which is, which is what. Um, and, yeah, just let us know if you have any comments suggestions um feedback anything like that um we we love recording these and um hopefully things we will be able to get our schedules back on track when when i am fully moved in to a different house (laughs) so that's gonna be fun um but we, we didn't we didn't talk about this but can i just interrupt here and say if there is ever uh, an episode that we skip or when we miss and it happens after uh, we record, please know that the best source of truth for that is our Instagram page yeah. uh, at Gray's Academy pod, because uh, moving is never anything that's easy. So uh, please bear with us, but we, we, we try to get ahead of those things, but go to the Instagram page if you want uh, to be up to date on those kind of things. Yes. Hopefully when this episode aired, I will be fully moved into a different house in a different state. Um, <laughs> 
So all of this equipment's getting packed up like tonight. So if there's an issue with it, we're not going to do anything about it for like a little while. So if you're missing anything in the next couple of weeks, you can find out why there. Um, also just follow us there because we want you to. And then you can share us to all of your friends, which you should also do if you are listening. If you have a moment to leave those ratings or reviews, again, super helpful. And we'll definitely shout you out on the show and read your review. It's super exciting for us to get them. Um, just so you know, there is like a weird delay if you do it on Apple Podcasts um, because I guess they like read them and make sure you didn't just like write fuck, 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 fuck or whatever. I don't know. Um, so those are the kind of things you can put <laughs> in an email to us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll shout you out that as well. Um, but if, if you leave one and we don't immediately shout you out, just know that it's either a recording timeline of when we saw it or like some there's just a delay with apple like making sure that they'll post it so but we promise if you do leave a review we will shout you out on the show and also really really appreciate it and if you could just share us on your social media we'd super appreciate that again feel free to reach out with questions thoughts concerns if you're a doctor and you know all the answers to any of our dumb questions that's also cool um but thank you so much again for listening and remember if you do reach out No spoilies, and we will see you all in the next one.